Hey, welcome back. Season two, Antioch Tulsa, our Relational Values podcast. Hitting. I'm here, Austin Hoxie, with my lovely wife. Robin. Hey, guys. What's up? I was saying hi to them. In studio, we even got our awesome producer, Jordan. You should get paid the big bucks. Um, but hey, it's good. Uh, thanks for uh, jumping in with us. Uh, we are excited. It has been uh, another five months where we've been rolling out these relational values as we are planting Antioch Tulsa and uh, been a little bit of a, an experiment as you know we're following Jesus. Hey, is this really taken? And uh, I think it is. And so this season, uh, we're going to have several people coming in from kind of this new group um, and kind of sharing a little bit of their experience. And so, babe, could you give us maybe a little recap of, hey, what have we been doing the last nine months if someone's just checking this out for the for the first time? Yeah, if you're just listening for the first time, um, Austin and I moved our family of six across the country from Colorado to Tulsa, Oklahoma. Let's go. Um, love Tulsa, by the way. T-Town. But we moved here because the Lord invited us to uh, plant a church and... Um, I think we are dreaming about all the different things that that could mean, but really, I think when it boils down to it, we want to see a people who, are, the people of God, actually uh, be one with God, know God, walk with God, and to be one with each other. Um, it's out of John 17, and with this dream in our hearts that it would um, cause the world to know that it would change our city, it would change our neighbors, our neighborhoods. Um, our nation and the nations of the earth. And so we've been experimenting over the last nine months with um, trying to live how Jesus lived or relate how Jesus related. So we can really hone in on this being one with each other. Yeah, absolutely. And planting uh, the idea of ministry was a big word for us of, hey, what does it mean to minister? And, you know, looking at the life of Jesus, you know, who was perfect in every way, like his perfection was always playing out in relationship. And John 17 was significant of like, how did that work? Or even that text when we're talking about how Jesus was growing in favor and stature with God and man. It was like in some ways he's learning how to continually relate first with his father, but then secondly with everyone around him, whether it's disciples, you know, the crowds, the Gentiles, really anyone. I know. I think even in that, I think dreaming about what the church could be is, which I think the church has been amazing, is, has loved and served the community for a very long time. Um, but even dreaming, God, make us a people who grow in favor with you and with the people around us. Help us, the church, not to be a an an institution or an organization why some that's valid and there's reason for that but make us more than that make us a people and make us a people who who learn how to walk with God who who are at peace in that who are free in that and who learn to relate to each other and um I don't know we just are like God let that be the church yeah absolutely um, yeah, so last year, last fall when we got here, we started a small group, but then with our launch team, it was, it was uh, nine adults and four kids, we started practicing these six relational values, and these relational values were 
basically when we look at the life of Jesus, how what were like his boundary lines or his parameters for relating? And so we, we bottle it up into these six values, hopeful expectations, submitting communication, simple honor, wholehearted authenticity, courageously together, and humble responsibility. And in season one, you can kind of capture um, all of those if you want to go back and check those out. But last fall, with our launch team, we were essentially practicing living this out, not only in our own lives, but with each other. Um, and it was phenomenal, and we felt like the Holy Spirit said, hey, make space for more people in kind of a condensed setting. And so this last spring, there's been about 30 people in a class on Sunday nights where for 14 weeks we were going through, hey, how do we implement and build out these values in our life? And I think it's been phenomenal. And so I'm excited to capture, you know, the uh, the stories coming here in the rest of season two. Yeah, we did. Um, the first half of the semester was more teaching oriented and that was super fun. But then the second half of the semester, we would have these real life scenarios that we would play out in class together. And it was hilarious. We were undone in lots of different settings when we practiced simple honor. Um, and we had a list of people that maybe would, you know, maybe would be shocking to you to interact with or not so shocking or, you know, maybe our preconceived notions of different things and how do we, honor people. And it was, it, it really just drew drew your heart out where you're like, wow, I didn't know that was in there. Um, or when we, um, did submitted communication and we were talking through maybe some more hot topic issues, uh, probably one of the biggest feedbacks, um, from our class was that specific class on submitted communication where we had those hot topic issues was I never knew I could talk to people who had a different opinion from me totally and actually have a healthy conversation yeah we had we had everyone line up in a room between one and ten on things like let's like one of them was like heaven and hell where one would be like (laughs) i absolutely believe hell is real and ten is like i absolutely do not believe hell is real and everyone would kind of line up in the spectrum and then they would share their perspective and why and a big part of smooth communication is I'm sharing, I'm offering myself, but I'm also valuing someone else's perspective. And we also talked about weed and society and like... All the things. So I think it was just super fun to not only have a, maybe where we went and got into the scripture and talked more um, on a teaching format, talked more inside of a teaching format, but then also to have a practice, yeah, a a like hands-on practicing format as well as we're practicing outside of it in our daily lives. You know, we're practicing the relational values in our homes, totally. in our workplaces, um, when we gather together as a church. And so it was really powerful to do it um, with our class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, high, high recommendation if, if you're just checking this out for the first time. Go back and, and listen to season one and just take one of the relational values and be like, okay, Holy Spirit, help me build this into my life. And... It's shocking. I think I'm shocked that, you know, really, we're about 18 months into these, and I'm continually being convicted. Uh, wholehearted authenticity has probably been the biggest one for me right now. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Maybe what was significant for you this semester? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'm, I'm shocked at, like, 
they continue to go to new depths. And so wholehearted authenticity has been one for me where it's like, yeah, be authentic. It's kind of like, duh. Like, don't we all? <laughs> uh, but then we start getting into the weeds and Holy Spirit starts knocking on my heart where I'm consistently not bringing my desires to the table, whether it's to my friends or to you or to my family. And I would just, I've developed a pattern of squishing kind of my own desires, kind of with this idea of making them go away so I can follow Jesus. When in reality, Jesus was consistently offering himself to the Father. Yeah. He didn't shrink back from his desires. And so that's been a big one, you know, authenticity. We, we bring our hearts and our perspectives in our relationship. And so when I don't bring my desires, my perspective, I'm essentially capping the relationship. And then to say that that is a spirit-filled relationship is not true because I'm actually in control and God's not. Mm, wow. Yeah. That's significant. Yeah. And it just keeps going deeper because it's like you repent once and then it comes up in another area and in another area. Um, so that was a big one for me. And it's just been amazing as they continue. It's just language for my own sanctification to become more and more like Jesus. Right. And I want to follow Jesus in his perfect union with the Father. Right. Always inviting people into, when they're in relationship with me, in theory, they're in relationship with God because I'm one with God, which is just shocking. <laughs> and it makes ministry make a lot more sense. But what about you, babe? What's been a place that has been kind of significant for you? Um, I think for me, just on the the short end of it, I think probably what came up consistently almost in every class was this conversation about boundaries. Mm. So how do we relate and and give ourselves to relating like Jesus did, but still have healthy boundaries? Um, and what is that? And yeah. I think um, where we landed and kind of where we got in class was this idea that um, boundaries are um, defining where we start and stop mm -hmm. and almost an invitation to, to how we want to be related to. Yeah. And um, all of these values push us, uh, you like to say it this way, they push us to the cross. They push us beyond our own personal ability um, and they push us towards Jesus having to be Lord yeah. or have to be the bottom line. And when we were talking through boundaries um, with these relational values, we, we kept going back to this idea that our boundaries have to be underneath the Lordship of Jesus. Absolutely. That boundaries are good and right. They're healthy. They're good. We should define where we start and stop. But I think if our personal, um, our our desire inside of boundaries is self-protection, our own safety, or our own ambition, um, they can take us out of being able to relate like Jesus did. Absolutely. But when we say, okay, God, I'm committed to relating like you, would you help me love people? Would you help me follow you and look like you? And so in that, would you help me have 
the boundaries that you have for me. Jesus was so good at that. Absolutely. He related like this so beautifully and he had beautiful boundaries where he defined where he started and stopped. He didn't go past himself, but it was out of his connection with the father that those were set, not out of his own desires or his own ambition. And it was out of this place of trusting that the father actually uh, had his best, had Jesus's best in mind. Hmm. And so when I allow God to be God of my boundaries and how I relate to people, I can trust that he would have good and wellness and the best for me, even though it doesn't always feel like that, (laughs) even though I do things that are uncomfortable or it stretches me or I have to say, you know, like you're saying, like choosing to be wholeheartedly authentic, like I I have to get beyond what makes me feel safe or comfortable Mm -hmm. sometimes when I let God be God of my boundaries. So I think that was what stuck out. That's a big one. And culture today with kind of the push for self-care and uh, what does it mean to live in the yoke of Jesus, it being light and easy while understanding that Jesus living a boundary life in union with the Father ended with his death on a cross. Mm-hmm. Like that living boundaries doesn't imply no pain or tension. Right. Living boundaries implies everything in my life moves through faith based on my connection with the Father, which then informs my relationship with people. Yeah. Whew, that's a big one. We could talk a lot about that. And yeah, that does that hit humble responsibility real hard. It hit courageously together real hard. How do I be together with somebody that's being wonky? Right. So I'm so the whole, you know, courageously together that we choose to live undivided. Yes. So I'm choosing to be in relationship with you. So that just brought up so many questions of what does that look like? Yeah. How do I do that? In the whole boundary conversation of how do I say yes? How do I say no? Um, but I think simply taking it back to like, okay, my boundaries are submitted to Jesus and they define where I start and stop. I think really are just a good mm, platform, springboard. What am I looking for? Diving board into practicing that um, specific relational value. Let's go, babe. Well, hey, thanks for sharing. Hey, excited for season two. Excited for the stories. Uh, I got one special guest coming in, my daughter. Howie. She's 15. She's going to rock it. Um, but hey, again, if you're if you're new here, just check out season two for the first time. Would love to invite you to go back, listen to season one, and kind of get a little bit more of the definition and kind of how it's played out in different people's lives. Um, but yeah, hope you hope you in, enjoy the story, and uh, we'll see you around cyberspace. Bye, guys. Bye. Will you sign up just one more time? I was coughing. No problem. Um, well, hey, hey, thank you, thank you uh, so much for for joining us here on season two. Um, again, just invitation, go back and, and check out season one if you haven't yet. Uh, hear some of the stories of kind of how each of the values play out. Um, and thanks for tuning in with us. I'm sure we'll see you around the cyberspace. Yeah, bye guys. <laughs>